Welcome to the Service Management Leadership Podcast with Jeffrey Tiefertiller. Welcome back to another, I would say, Service Management Leadership Podcast, but we have replaced it with the third annual Global ITAM Summit. Craig Garanti is our guest this week. Craig's been with us all three. So Craig, I feel like I know you fairly well now. It's been three years. How are you doing? We're Well, first... Jeffrey, thank you very much for having me here for the third straight year. Uh, um, we really do appreciate it. You got a great platform here, and uh, you know we're honored to be part of this. And and we did the discussion with the other panelists a few days ago, and that was fantastic as well. So uh, we're doing great. Uh, we went to our first comedy show last night. We went to a big packed stadium. Oh we were all in the middle of New York City and laughing and joking. And uh, so I think. For many of us, life is starting to get a little bit back to normal, which is nice. Oh, it cannot happen too soon, can it? I mean, no, except I think people forgot how to be around one another because there's yes. a lot of drinking and some fighting. You know, you're at a comedy <laughs> show and people are yelling at each other in, in Madison Square Garden and you're fighting over the stupidest thing. So I think we all need to just figure out how to sort of be in the same physical presence as each other now. I'm with you, especially because with my size, I walk up and I'm close to somebody and they look at me and they're like, you're a little close. And I'm like, I'm sorry. You know, I mean, they just give you that look. So right. we uh, are asking every guest, starting with this one question, I've been on this soapbox that I don't think we see good very often, what good looks like. And so you're in this Oracle specific area. I don't want to pin you down to that box because it's still a big, big box. But what does good look like in your area? I'll tell you, when you sent me the questions, I was like, okay, this is going to be pretty standard stuff. And then I saw the questions. And I was like, huh. And I really had to think about it because I'll tell you my first reaction, like there's good as in like honest and kind and sort of a good person. And then there's good as in competent, sort of, you know what you're doing. Um, and I think in my area, you can look at it in both ways because there is a lot of misinformation out there in terms of Oracle and compliance coming from everywhere. So um, when we say good in, in, in terms of like honesty, you know, there's, there's part of that out there. It's like, well, who are you gonna listen to when it right. comes to these big multi-million dollar issues? Uh, but I think what you meant was more on the competency side, yeah. right? Yeah, so when I saw that, um, I'll tell you, I got a little angry. Oh, like, I'm sorry. No, no, it's good. Cause I was like, good is, is, is terrible. Like if you're good, like Oracle is great at auditing. Yes. And if you're good, if you have a good team, good teams don't win championships. Right. Like they might get to the playoffs. They might win a few games, but they are not going to be a great. Good is like the baseline. Like you just need to be good to survive almost. But if you want to strive and excel, you, you need to go beyond that. Like you need to be great, whether it's, great in the information that you have available to you to make good decisions, or great as in the tools you have available to analyze data, or great as in the people you have on your team. And, and for me, that's the most important part is the people you have on your team, the people I have on my team, you know, having those individuals. So I think um, when, when we go in and, and meet a new client, they say, oh, we've got a good tool, or we've got a good team. My first reaction is, these guys are screwed, right? Yeah. You know, they just, they don't, they don't have it, right? I want to hear someone say, we've got a great, amazing organization and we have this lockdown, right? Now, obviously companies don't come to us when they've got that in place because they sort of got other issues. 
But I think, you know, when I see good, like Oracle does and Microsoft and SA and all these firms that do audits and compliance and they don't have good contracts for them. They have got great contracts for them, right? They've, so I think uh, good is sort of the, is, 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 is a trap that you can fall into, right? Hey, we've got, we, this is good, right? No, you need to be, and what's that book? Good to great, like that, which I never read. I will admit that, but that sort of mantra is, yeah, we, we, we need to look at uh, the information that we have, the tools that we have and the, and the people and the experience that we have. And we need to, and it's not one or the other it's sort of, a, we, you're, we, you know, some companies have, have great people, but they haven't invested in tools yet, or they've got some really amazing tools, but they don't have the sort of expertise to read and analyze and sort through the, through through the data. So I, I think you know, obviously, if if you're not good at something, you that's the first step is like let's get you know we we tell people you know when you're dealing with Oracle, we want to spend less with Oracle. Okay, great. First step, stop the bleeding. Stop spending more. So first step is good. Let's let's get there. And then how do we move on from that? So for me, um, you know, I, I looked at good as, as sort of in, in, an, in an almost negative way, which I know is maybe that's my jersey coming out in me. I don't know. But uh, we, I think we need to be better than that because I think the vendors have spent 40 years crafting contracts and licensing practices and auditing yeah. practices specifically targeted to help them not to help you. So you need to be able to counter that. And you, you don't do that with being good. You do that with being amazing. Oh yeah. And and I I do believe in that book, good, yo, and good is the enemy of great is the underlying thing, which is what you're okay. saying. And when my son was like 13 or 14, everything came natural to him. So he was always good. So he didn't invest in, you know, getting better. And I was like, well, you need to read this book. And to him it was boring and all that stuff. But Good is the enemy of great in so many ways where, you know, if it comes natural and we're pretty good, we don't realize that their whole Oracle, for example, their whole goal is to help you spend more. They, software is just the mechanism. It's just the vehicle. Their whole job is to how do we increase spend in your organization? Is that fair? It is. And just like any company, right? They're, right. they're a profit center. They're trying to drive revenue. Um, you know, an example I'll give, and this is something you'll never see from Oracle. Perhaps you'll see it from other vendors, but we have a web hosting provider. And I, this was like five years ago. And I got a call from them and I could see the phone numbers. I, okay, I know who this is. I pick up the phone. And like, Craig, we know you manage this account. And uh, we notice you've got these products and services, which you're not using. So we recommend that you shut them off and you'll save yourself. It was like $80. You'll save $80 a year. I was like, okay. And I, I literally said to the person, what's the catch? Like, why are you calling me? And I'm like, no, we just want you to be satisfied and get good value for money, right? So that never happens at Oracle, <laughs> right? There is no one at Oracle who's calling you up saying, you know what, we noticed that you're not using support on this product that's 15 years old. We're going to drop it from your product portfolio so that you can reduce your service costs. To, to, it just doesn't happen, right? So um, I think you know that 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 is there's that element, right? It, they, these guys are there um, and ladies are there to, to drive revenue for their companies, and and you're there on the other side to hold on to that revenue and to invest it where you know you need to invest it. Oh yeah, and so we've talked about great. What are some of the steps organizations can take to 
whether you want to talk about move from good to great or to become great on the Oracle, you know, managing of licensing? You know, and again, we're a little biased because we're a management consulting firm, right? So we we sell expertise, right? And that's right. often the first step. We see people make mistakes and like, we got audited by whoever and we're going to buy a tool, right? Okay, that's fine. But most of non-compliance or license optimization is not even a technical issue. It's what's in the T's and C's in your right. contract. So I think the first uh, thing is sort of understand the problem. Like where, where's the breakdown? Where's the issue? Where's the opportunity? Don't rush out. Don't rush out and get a consultant. Don't rush out. Like think about, you know, bring, bring the team together. It's a cross uh, section of organization. It's your legal department. It's your IT department. It's, you know, and it, listen, if you need help with that, that's great. There is a ton of information out there on the internet. Like I could do a Google search on Oracle licensing and there will be 1 million articles that pop up on using Oracle on VMware or something like that. So um, that can be a little intimidating, right? So when we talk about an uh, organization being great, we think about sort of the three buckets, right? It's, it's the people, it's the tools, and it's the information they have available to them, right? Those are the three buckets. Um, and, and some companies start one and then pivot to the other. Um, but for me, it's always the people. You know, the people, I would rather have five people in an organization who have access to Google, who know everything about Oracle, than have the most amazing tool and nobody knows how to read these contracts, right? So yeah. you've got to look internally and externally at the right people for your organization. Yes. And people like I've always been a believer in it's the people, right? Like, and, and it's funny how only the last two years has this become a popular thread because before that everybody was, Oh, it's got to invest in more tools. We got to do this. And now they're talking experience and how do we invest and keep our people And I almost want to say that's being reactionary. You should have been doing that all along, but that's a different story, right? Oh, absolutely. Listen, it's, you know, the biggest, I, I've been hiring people, I've been leading organizations for 27 years now. The most important thing I ever do is who you bring in. Right? That, right. Is the, that will set you up for success or failure is who you hire and, and who, who can you retain, who doesn't leave. And, and sometimes it's the other side. It's like, who do you have that shouldn't be there anymore in a different position? So those uh, those are the, the biggest, most important and it's not just software asset management. It's right. Any department anywhere, right? Oh yeah. You know, you could be a chief of a fire department. You want the right fire people in there. To, oh yeah. Who can do the job? Especially with culture nowadays. I don't want to get sideways on this, but culture determines so much, even in this area, on how you handle the vendors, how you handle the data. Culture will define so much that maybe we don't expect at first glance. Yeah, culture is really important. And, you know, we can, back in the day when we used to travel, right? So we're starting a little bit of face-to-face -face again. When we would go to customer sites, I could tell a lot about the organization by the reception desk. Yeah. Like if you went, we had, just in the same visit, we were down in Florida, we had two customers to visit, back-to-back, uh, -back, one day and the next. The first day, we would go to this big, corporate center and they knew who we were. They knew who we were meeting. They had our badges printed out. They gave us the Wi-Fi password. They asked us to sit down. Someone came and got us and brought us into, then we went to the next one. And that, um, 
that went well for that, that process. The next day we go and there's no one at the reception. Like literally there's no one there. So I had to call up our sponsor and he comes down and he's like, listen, I have to go get something to eat. Here's my badge, let yourself up. We're on the fourth floor. Here's my office number. Just, and we're just looking at each other. Like, is this for real? Like he could be, he doesn't know who we are. Like right. there's some type of security in place. So um, that, that culture um, and that didn't turn out very well for them in terms of their exposure to Oracle. Um, it, it was less well than it could have been. It was not good. I will tell you that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so I think in the Oracle space, you, and I want to give you props last year at this time, when we had the second annual, you said Java audits are coming, Java, Java audits are coming folks. And some listened, some did not, but so what disruptions you could continue the Java theme, but what other disruptions are coming on the horizon in your area? Well, I think, you know, the, the disruptions are already there. It's just a matter of how intense they will be. Um, you know, Oracle does the same thing that they did 30 years ago in terms of how they audit. And, and it's, it, it, you know, sometimes they just, they change what they want you to buy, right? So <laughs> they wanted you to buy database and then it was, they wanted you to buy ERP applications and then it was exit data and now it's cloud and Java, right? So, but the tactics are exactly the same. It's just the shiny object. Uh, that they want you to, to buy at the end. So I think um, what we're going to see, and we've started to see it, is Oracle cloud renewals. And I think people are going to be really surprised because we've seen a couple already where if you think about you're a user of Salesforce or something and you have 50 users and then you go down to 40, you would expect your cost to go down by 20%. We're seeing Oracle use the same playbook that they're doing with, uh, with uh, on-premise support, where it doesn't matter if you reduce your licenses, you're gonna keep paying the same for support. Now we're seeing customers go to Oracle, say, hey, I'm using this product, I'm using your human capital management product. I have less employees, you know, COVID took a hit, so we don't have that many people to manage anymore. And Oracle says, yeah, great, it's gonna be the same price. And people are like, how could that possibly be? And then just like, well, we're going to give you less of a discount to renew that stuff. So there is, um, it's not new being sticky and not being able to replace a vendor, whoever it is, Microsoft, Oracle, SAP, whoever, but moving to the cloud just intensifies that stickiness, right? You think about, you know, if, if we were to move off of our email platform at Palisade, you know, how many things does that integrate with, right? So I think the, the level of stickiness is, is going to intensify, obviously, the Java thing is ongoing and, and going to intensify. And the other thing is, you know, it, cloud, like customers want to move to the cloud of their choice. They don't want to, in general, we want to put all of our workloads here. Like that right. just does not work for them. They want to evaluate various clouds um, and, and some of the stuff they'll move to SaaS and some of the stuff it will be you know, your, the licenses that they've been buying for 40 years now, they just want to keep using them somewhere else. So that's going to be the big battle uh, in the course of the next couple of years is customers having that freedom of choice for the cloud of their choice. So let me repackage that last point, if I may. The cloud vendors, Oracle and not, are going to make it more difficult for you to put your Oracle databases in a Microsoft 
cloud, right? And then be able to move it to an Amazon cloud. And there's going to be this wrestling match of, no, you can't make that move. You got to now, if you're going to move it, you have to put it in an Oracle cloud or something like that. Is that right? And they're doing it on so many different levels. Um, when you think about Oracle's approach, um, putting non-contractual policies out on the internet and then pointing to them and then changing them. That's the classic move. Uh, telling customers you won't get support on that cloud, telling customers you can't license, you, you just literally can't move stuff over there. Putting things actually in contracts that limit an ability. Even things, if you look at how Oracle releases new products, you know, customers are, because Oracle doesn't split up how they report revenue anymore. Let's say they make $17 billion a year on maintenance, right? It's 95% margin. Guess what? The, the next version of Oracle database, it goes on Oracle Cloud first. Those people who are giving you $17 billion a year, they're now in the back of the line, right? right. So things like that. So it's not one thing that Oracle is doing. It's a multitude of things that Oracle's doing. So for customers, there's two challenges. How do you move to the cloud of your choice? And how do you stay on the cloud of your choice, right? Because again, I put my red hat back on, my big Oracle hat. And my customer says, hey, we, we picked Google Cloud over your cloud. Okay, am I gonna stop selling to them? Am I gonna stop right. trying to convince them to move? Because it's still Oracle licensing, right? So I think that is going to be an ongoing struggle um, is not only getting to the cloud of your choice or the clouds of your choice, but then staying there. It's just how much arm twisting are they going to do to get you, push you to where you want? And you were mentioning all the products and which ones they're trying to incentivize. Only as in my mature years recently, have I realized that that's everywhere. You walk into a furniture store, they get different commissions on different products. You walk out to a car dealership, they eat, they get commissioned differently. And even in the, the way we consume news, whatever that means to anyone, is we hear what people want us to hear. And you're telling me this is the same. They're going to nudge you strongly or softly in the direction they want you to go. Yeah, and you know, you think about, you know, the furniture store. Imagine walking into a furniture store and you've got some people who sell beds. Yes. Some people who sell kitchens and some people who sell lighting and some people who sell electricity and some people who sell carpeting and they're all getting compensated on selling. So this person who sells carpeting, he doesn't care if you buy lighting, no. right? Oh, we just, we spent $50,000 remodeling our house with your lighting. I don't care. I didn't get any comp on it, right? right? I lose my job if you don't carpet your, you know, living room with, with my stuff. So, you know, that's the complexity. So you can see, you know, obviously Oracle doesn't tell me what their comp plans are anymore, but <laughs> you can deconstruct Oracle sales behavior and figure out, okay, how do we make this work for a client? Um, you know, again, as we said in the beginning, None of those 50 sales reps who manage big accounts are getting paid to help you save money or getting paid more when you're happier, right? Or none of them get paid more when they're good sales reps. They get paid more when they sell more stuff, whatever that means. And maybe right. that's Oracle's definition of good is how much did you sell, right? That, and that's a valid definition of good for a salesperson, right? But you always have to think at what cost? What did you leave behind when you, when you sold that? And that's a... That's a tricky question 
as a consumer because you're trying not to overspend. And so at the once you this the light bulb goes off, now you realize we're really at odds here. We're just wrangling over this tug of war, who's going to win and get an inch more than the other, right? I mean, because Oracle will get an inch more than yours or a foot or a yard more than yours on the tug of war if you're not prepared or just get the whole the whole <laughs> rope, so to speak, right? It will. And, you know, it, it's, it's, they've got a really interesting problem, Oracle. They're so big and their install base is so massive. I think their biggest competitor is themselves. Their, their biggest competitor to selling more cloud is their support install base. You know, a few years ago, Microsoft was, we have to have windows everywhere. We're gonna put windows on cell phones. Again. It just didn't work, right? Once they got rid of that, once they sort of let go of control, then stock went, you know, through the roof. And, and now it's, you know, one of the two most valuable or three most valuable companies in the world. Oracle's almost in that position, right? Where they just need to let go. We need to let go of this thing here. We're going to have the iPhone now, so we can't worry about the iPod. The iPod was right. great with the little wheel on it and the buttons. That's not going to go into the future, right? So I don't know if the leadership there is, is, is you said you need new leadership for that, right? Yeah. To, to make that sort of massive change. You need new new eyeballs to see the new opportunities is what I think I heard you say. Yeah, yeah, and listen, the, the leadership they have there is amazing, right? They make tons yeah. of money, Oracle's growing, they're acquiring Cerner now. So that's a tough business, like they, they're, and they're trying to grow somewhere else and not give up this other thing, right? What is it, you, you can't have your cake and eat it too, right? They want both. Oh yeah, and a piece of pie. And yeah, so, a uh, yes. and a piece of pie. You come <laughs> from the South, because we think of pie. But so I thank you for joining us, Craig. It's been awesome. Any parting words for those out there who are maybe looking to move from good to great? It is um, never too late to start, right? So, and I don't, whether it's a specific project you have or you're in an audit or, you know, you know, you don't have to say this whole thing is going to be great. You know, focus, well, we're being audited here. Microsoft is on us. Well, let's build a great audit response there. Let's put out some fires first and then look at the underlying um, issues. But I, I do think without having read that book um, that good is, is your enemy here. Good is, is a trap. Like you're, you're the, the vendors on the other side are not good. They're great and you need to be great. Oh yeah. It's like stepping into the, the ring with Tyson. You and I are old enough to remember Mike Tyson and he would say, everybody's got a plan until they get hit in the mouth. That's right. what's going through my mind with this, right? Like everybody has their plan and they're like, I hope it's okay. And Oracle comes in and hits them in the mouth and what happens, right? Exactly. We've got this shiny tool. Everything's going to be fine. And then boom, you're on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> so as we close, is there anything that you want to tell us about what you and Palisade is good, what you all are doing and have coming up? Because I know there's some exciting things going on. Yes, we do have some exciting things going on. We, well, first of all, we're doing some face-to-face -face travel and we're doing, uh, you know, we're, we're going to be at some conferences and not just, um, you know, ITAM conferences, but really Oracle-focused conferences where we're talking to user, user groups and sort of uh, helping Oracle customers get the most out of their Oracle investments. Um, so we are doing a launch of 
we have a new portal coming. So we talked about tools a little bit. So customers um, can self-service some of their compliance on our battle-tested tool. And our tools, uh, Oracle rolled out a, a verified by Oracle tool program. We will never be verified by Oracle because we don't want to tell you what Oracle is going to tell you. We want to tell right. you the reality of your situation. So we've got a new portal coming out uh, in May. Uh, we've got some new services coming out in May. We've got a new website coming out in May. We're coming out in May. We're going to visit people. So we've got a lot of stuff um, on the horizon. And I think, you know, if you have me next year, we'll be talking about a lot of different things. Um, when we talk about sort of the Oracle ecosystem and what's available to folks who are in it. That's awesome. So how, Craig, can people get in touch with you if they're like, I have an Oracle problem. I need to go see the doctor. How do they get in touch with you? <laughs> well, they can just send a note to info at palisadecompliance.com and um, you know, visit our website, palisadecompliance.com. There's forms there you can fill out and uh, we will get right back to you or, or give us a call. The phone number is on the website. Uh, we are global, so we can answer those questions and take those calls whenever and wherever you are. That's awesome. We thank you for joining. You and uh, a couple others have been with us on this journey from the beginning. And so we very much appreciate your, uh, you sharing your expertise. And thank you for uh, helping us learn about being great with the Oracle. Well, thank you for having me, Jeffrey. I really appreciate it. Oh, anytime. Well, I would say anytime, but maybe next year, right? Okay. Maybe in between <laughs> now and then too. Have a great one, Greg. All right. Bye-bye.